0: You are listening to the Two and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network.
1: I think that's the cool thing about Duran. <laughs> yeah, he just marches to the beat of his own drum. Just yeah. it's like me showing up to weddings that I don't actually get invited to, but it's my all. My friends are there.
2: <laughs> Grab
1: some poutine and a double double. It's time for the Two and Out CFL Podcast.
2: Ready, set, hunt. <laughs>
3: And it is episode 99 of the Two and Out CFL podcast. Also just happens to be day one of March Madness. Have you enjoyed any of the action so far, Ty? Uh,
1: A little bit. Uh, My bracket isn't perfect anymore. I got home just in time to watch San Diego State mail in the fourth, or not the fourth quarter, the end of the game. Which one messed you up? Sorry. San Diego State. Oh, that one. Yeah. Not the Loyola Chicago one. No, I had Loyola to to move on because I listened to podcasts. (laughs) That
3: was a hell of a game, man. That buzzer beater to go, that's what March Madness is all about.
1: Sounded really good on the radio.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I only saw the highlights on Twitter myself, but... Uh, I I pretend I'm a fan anyway.
1: (laughs) Well, we got to have this wrapped up by 8 o'clock because the Gators tip off tonight. All right, buddy. Before we get to the
3: best (laughs) of, we'll do some news. In the huddle on the 2 and Out podcast. There's been some transactions uh, over the last week. First, we'll mention next week in Winnipeg. It is CFL week, the second year they've been doing it. Fifty-three players are going to be there. They got the official invites. Apparently, Duran's going to show up, even though he wasn't officially invited. And I think that's the cool thing about Duran.
1: <laughs> yeah, he just marches to the beat of his own drum. Just yeah. it's like me showing up to weddings that I don't actually get invited to, but it's my <laughs> all my friends are there. <laughs> they don't bring him as a plus one, man. I I don't even get plus ones. <laughs> You think I'm going to get to be somebody's plus one? Come on.
3: (laughs) CFL week does look like it's going to be a good time. I'm sure Winnipeg is going to put on a uh, nice little party there. Some court decisions. We don't normally talk about court decisions, but remember, was it last year, almost two years ago now, maybe a year and a half? Uh, Joe McKnight was running back for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, uh, did have some time in the... NFL, and he was shot and killed in a, I guess you call it a road rage incident, and the ruling has been made, and the guy that pulled the trigger, he's going to be behind bars for 30 years, so I think justice is served there.
1: I, I think that's a pretty fair assessment. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's, you know, it, the world's a wild and crazy place right now, it's it's oh, yeah. kind of nuts, This the stuff that's going on, um, you know, not even considering... Russia and the States is uh, relationship right now. Just here at home, it's it, it can get nuts out there, and it just makes you wonder wonder who's gonna who's gonna do what, especially out on the roads. You see people get angry, but you ne- you never want to see this. And uh, good on the judge after all the all the witness statements, and everything to to throw the book at him.
3: And another court ruling, or maybe a lack of a court ru- ruling here. Uh, Two time Great Cup champion Arlen Bruce the third was trying to get a a case uh, to court here to seek compensation for issues he's been having with concussions he says he's still suffering post-concussive symptoms uh, including depression paranoia delusions and other medical issues but the supreme court of canada said it won't hear bruce's concussion lawsuit against the cfl and former commissioner mark cohan he already tried with two bc courts so It doesn't look like he's going to be able to get this to court at all. They both dismissed the suit, saying the Supreme Court previously ruled unionized employees must use labor arbitration and not the courts to resolve disputes that arise from their collective agreements. So maybe this is going to be a, a big issue maybe in the next CBA, I'm assuming. It's not like this is your standard union by any means when it comes to CFL players
1: no for sure and this this is going to be something that's not going to go away no um and, and we we know that playing football is can be detrimental to your health um players know that coming in so i think there's somewhat of an onus on the players at the same time if there was information withheld at any point then it becomes a whole separate issue um I, I honestly don't know where this is going to go or how it's going to go down, but I think we're a long ways. I think it's just tipped the iceberg. I think this is just the beginning, and it's going to go on for a long, long time.
3: Well, yeah, you know, there was that talk of that 200-player suit against the league, which the Supreme Court said they won't hear until this Arlen Bruce one is done. And if that one succeeds, that would be tough for the league to be able to pay that off. Uh, I I don't
1: know how they'd be able to.
3: Yeah, I think it'd be very dangerous for the CFL if that one succeeded. But football, it's at a weird spot right now. Um, But I I give the owners... I I don't think that anybody knew, really, even 20 years ago about the long-term effects of concussions, and they're still learning about it to this day. So
1: man I, I, it, it's an inexact science really right yeah because everybody's everybody's different and, and it has to you, you, it has to be post-mortem when you find out what what is actually causing these symptoms yeah that's the tough so part. i mean I mean just to, to, to base it solely on concussions i think is is uh jumping to somewhat of a conclusion i i guarantee you it's it's part of it but i don't know if it's the whole answer Let's uh, go through some of the
3: transactions here. The Red Blacks end up signing defensive back Josh Johnson. He was with the Lions, but with 2016, he played eight games with the Jacksonville Jaguars. He was hurt most of of last year, ended up getting let go, and he's only 27 years old. So if he comes into the season healthy, this might be a sneaky good signing for Ottawa.
1: Well, and, you know, Adding defensive backs in this league is never a bad idea. It yeah, seems no. like one goes down. It seems that one goes down every game, and you got some high-powered offenses in this league. So all the more help on the defensive side of the ball, the better, especially for Ottawa right now.
3: The Edmonton Eskimos make a release here after it was pretty hyped up last season before. Yeah, uh, a, a torn ACL in training camp, Corey Greenwood, a Canadian linebacker who looked actually really good with the Argos after playing in the NFL for a, a few years, gets hurt in training camp last year and gets let go. But at 32 years old, the torn ACL, I, I, he was a game-breaker. If you can get him on your defense full-time, that Canadian, he was a great player, but he's he's had injury issues for a long time, not just last year.
1: Yeah, an ACL at that age is a lot. Uh it's a lot to ask for. a guy to come back at 100%. Um I mean, we we've seen players do it. Adrian Pearson did it in the NFL uh and almost almost had a record-setting season. Yeah. Um but at 32, the like the body isn't going to hold up um like it did when they were 22. So it if he can stay healthy, it, it might might end up being a good depth move or maybe he can work in a platoon situation, but I just don't see it. I don't see him getting regular snaps if he's able to rehab this injury.
3: I slipped on ice last week and it banged it up, and I'm only 30 and I'm not going to be 100% it feels like for another six months here, man.
1: Well, the human body can like can grow a baby, fully functioning <laughs> brain, respiratory system. You twist your ankle. It's bad for seven years, and it'll never be the same. Well, I can't grow, baby. I don't know about you, but... Mom made tacos tonight. I have a food, baby. (laughs) Taco night is
3: one of the best nights.
1: (laughs) It was tacos in a bag. It was so good.
3: Nice. Riders make a signing. They bring back national defensive uh, lineman, I should say. He'd have to lose... I don't know, 70 pounds to be a uh, <laughs> defensive back with Manitoba product. Eddie Steele is back in Regina. And l- like I said, uh, like we all know, uh, a Canadian on the defensive line always, always helps out. And he's he's a veteran guy. He's played with Edmonton, played with Hamilton, and he's going to be a valuable member of that defense for some ratio flexibility next season.
1: Not, not only the ratio flexibility, but the fact that they're going to have... Defensive linemen come out the wazoo yeah, that are all no kidding. legit. And they're all going to be fresh at some point in the game. Like, they're going to be able to get after quarterback this year. It's going to be fun to watch. And they might only have to rush one. Well, let's not get crazy. <laughs> hey, it's it Chris is Chris Riders. Jones. It
3: is Chris Jones. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's fair. It'll be no down linemen.
3: <laughs> the BC Lions make a pair of moves as well, releasing some veterans. Mitchell Gale quarterback that spent some time uh, with Toronto, Saskatchewan, Calgary. Uh, I don't know if he's going to pull the Kevin Glenn here, but uh, he gets let go by the Lions. Also, Ricky Foley, who was brought back last year, partway through the season. He mostly played, it looked like, you know, some special teams, maybe some snaps here on defense. And if this is the end for Ricky Foley, what a great career 35 years old 61 sacks in 193 games he <laughs> had a great career he was a controversial guy too when he started he was uh he ruffled a lot of feathers i was a fan of that
1: and don't don't forget uh the gray cup wins you know yeah with, <laughs> like didn't he not win three in a row with toronto bc and then saskatchewan or bc <laughs> toronto and then saskatchewan so like
3: Toronto all, wins, all or Vancouver wins uh, 2011, uh, goes to Toronto in 2012, 12. 2013 in then, Saskatchewan. Then wh- he was a good luck charm for there, or a while
1: there. Yeah, as long as that team hosted the Grey Cup, that's where he went. <laughs>
3: yeah, three home teams too, like that. Yeah. <laughs> that was an yeah. incredible run
1: a while yeah, ago. That, I don't think we'll ever see anything like that no. again. But um, like, like you said, it's very controversial. It speaks his mind. It doesn't, doesn't hold anything back, and... You know, interacts with people on Twitter, whether or not you know it was good interaction or not. But yeah, if this is the end of Ricky Foley's career, it's been it's been a hell of a career, and it's gonna be it's gonna be sad to see him go. Also on Monday, the
3: Canadian Football League announced that the Riders' running back Marcus Thigpen, has been suspended for two games after testing positive for a banned substance. Now this is the second rider who has tested positive for a banned substance in the last couple months here just to catch you up here your first violation is two games your second one is nine games third one is a year and lifetime ban for the fourth violation so i think they mean business when it comes to those suspensions but there was a interesting article written by daryl davis that ended up getting a lot of people talking on twitter And it basically said that CFL teams should pay salaries of drug suspended players. He didn't say that the players should get the money. He did say that maybe they should pay those salaries to the CFL Alumni Association or designated to the CFL Alumni Association's Dire Needs Fund or maybe even donated to local charities. Should teams be on the hook? for players that let's let's face it there's no evidence that the team helped them get performance enhancing drugs but these were two starters they weren't two guys that you know were playing special teams or on the fringe of the roster they were both out of football for a time and were able to crack the starting lineup of the riders last year and they were able to contribute so I would say that the performance-enhancing drugs probably had a hand in that should the Riders be on the hook for that.
1: Only if there's evidence that they were in cahoots with the players trying to cover this up. Um, you know, if they, if, they want, if they want to pay to those, to those funds, whether it be alumni or dire needs, and, and donate that player's game check, all the power to them should it be mandated no um the team is already getting punished they're losing the player and the cap hit is still there it's not like these two games that that, that his salary is going to be prorated against the cap it's not your, your salary is your salary so the team's already getting punished losing the player they don't get any cap relief from it if, if they want to donate the game check then they then, then they should absolutely do that but i don't think it should be mandated unless the team is fined and then it's a whole nother story
3: yeah, it is up to the teams individually to educate their players on what substances aren't allowed uh, when you know training to get ready for a season or a game, but I, I think there's only so much they can do. I, I do like the idea of, hey, these game checks get donated to different parts in the Alumni Association or charities, and you're right, it still counts against the cap. Teams are still getting punished, and a lot of these teams, they operate really close to the cap. So two games there, well, basically four man games right there for the Riders are against the cap, and nobody's playing with that money. So that is, you know, a punishment against the team and maybe some incentive to really look over their guys and look, guys, this is is not the way we do it. Uh, we can't be cheaters. It's not fair to the players that have worked their asses off to get to where they are fairly. But to put the teams on the hook, I, I think they already are on the hook, maybe is what I'm saying here.
1: Well, and you look at how much it's changed. Um, just, just the the performance-enhancing drug culture in sports. Uh, I, I listen to primetime sports on a daily basis. And Bob McCown brings it up periodically when when PEDs come up in a conversation, especially because of baseball, it seems to be pretty prevalent. Yeah. Um, it In the Argos dressing room in the mid-'90s when Cinnamon and Sokolovsky still on the team, there was candy bowls full of uppers and painkillers and, you know... Guys would come in after practice, pop a couple pills or before a game, pop some pills, you know, to get, to get ready. And, and now you, you do that and you fail one test and well, there goes that. Right. But like the whole culture has changed now where, where that's not even, not even thought to do anymore, you know, other than a couple guys that, you know, try to sneak something past, past the drug policy to, to try to try to recover quicker, to, to work out more, to, to make that starting lineup. um. But that being said, there, there's always going to be players that are going to try to push the lines. And the players know. The players get a list of what is and what isn't allowed. So I, I, I've never bought, oh, I didn't know I took this. That's a so, bad one. <laughs> I didn't know right?
3: I took it. Like Come
1: you, on. You, you, have, you have a list of things that you cannot take. Read an ingredient list on the pills you are taking or the supplements. If that's in there, don't take it. Like, I... I have to do drug tests for work, and it always baffles my mind when guys fail. Yeah, it's pretty you, clear, man. You, you know you know that this is a prerequisite. Why? why? Right? It's like, don't be an idiot. Like Read, read a label, and, and it's not going to be an issue. Um, that being said, some guys are going to read that label and know that it's going to help them because you know there are fringe guys, especially in my eyes, are the ones that you're going to find the most. Yeah. Granted, with the riders, it doesn't seem to be that way right now. But you know, fringe guys has always made sense to me why why they get caught. You know, trying to crack a lineup, trying to crack a starting lineup, not just the forty six or the forty four man roster for game day. So, but I, it's I, you'll never fully get rid of it. But maybe the like I two nine in a year. Maybe, maybe that needs to change. Maybe it needs to be more severe. And then you know, guys going mean, if I get caught once, it's gonna cost me way too much
3: part of it, you know, is what football is, especially in, you know, the 90s. Contracts aren't guaranteed. Uh, if you're hurt and you don't play, it, it is. Some coaches have said, oh, you don't lose your job to injury. That's crap. <laughs> but, but you do. You absolutely do. So guys would play hurt if they had to take some pills to dull the pain. That's what they did. If they had to take some enhancing drugs so they play better, and stay in the lineup? They did because the football contracts aren't guaranteed. It doesn't matter what league you're in. If you lose your job, you're done. You're not and, only and not, not only playing, playing that, you're not making money.
1: Yeah, not only that, uh, I know you hate for me to bring this up, but Balineski had a really good tweet earlier this week when this was announced. Cortisone shots. That That's a performance enhancer. Is it not?
3: Yeah, I guess technically it would be. Your hip's bugging you. Just get a shot in the hip and you're good to go. Get a it. shot
1: and then you go play. Yeah. like So if that's allowed, I mean, it becomes a gray area in my eyes. Like, really, if something's hurting you because, you know, of training or whatever, this shot allows you to continue. How is that not performance enhancing?
3: This is absolutely insane, but a, <laughs> I'm not going to say who told me this, but a junior hockey team in town uh, – the, the parents is a vet, so some of the numbing oh, agents no. they would use on horses. they would like, "Well, I pulled my hammy, I can't go. You put some of this stuff that they use on horses. You can't feel your leg to go out and play hockey. These guys well, are making money it's It's just the way an athlete works they just want to be got, out there on the ice and you know you be,
1: gotta play to get paid, yeah. Right, I, I would hope that those hockey players wouldn't say their hamstring hurt to get the numbing agent because you don't need your hamstring to skate. The only reason I know that is because I watched Road to the Winter Classic and Alexander Ovechkin went on to the trainer's table and said, oh, my hamstring hurts. Trainer looks right at him. You don't need your hamstring to skate. Wow. Because <laughs> he just wanted a day off of practice. Well, can't can't say I wouldn't do the same thing. <laughs> no, now, now the guy's got 600 goals, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, he had a hell of a career without a hamstring. <laughs> um,
1: so the reason why we're doing the show
3: today is to do the best of two and out next week.
1: This is or- going to be a really short episode,
3: <laughs> or whenever we do, it will be episode 100. I think. Brazilian Ty, you might be the savior of this podcast.
1: You've- oh, stop it. Oh,
3: go I, go on. Are you gonna cry? <laughs> are you gonna cry? <laughs> well you've kind of been there since the beginning. You've been uh, the mo you've been the bankroll of the podcast at times.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I almost had to bail I almost had to bail you out of debt in Toronto.
3: <laughs> so You've been there from the beginning all because you waxed yourself. And <laughs> you are the Canadian dream.
1: You, oh well you, that that's disappointing.
3: <laughs> this is the Canadian dream. You make a bet and then you end up being the full time co host. You're on the logo and everything.
1: Yeah, that yeah, that's fair. You're I on mean, a t shirt. Well, one t shirt that you own. <laughs> Yeah, I wear it, and it says Brazilian tie on it. That's the Canadian dream. The only thing that I have with my name on it is my Team Canada curling jackets. (laughs) Hey, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, and I got Team Gushu to sign them. Nice. Or sign one of them after they won, well, not after they won Worlds, but when Masters was here in Lloyd. uh, Because I know I've tweeted this out a bunch, but there's so many people who don't know. My grandpa's cousin is Gushu's coach. So I had to get the jacket, and Gushu's always been my one of my favorite curlers. I got everybody to sign it when they were here. It's going to go up in a frame next to my Brazilian tie jersey once I sign it. <laughs> You're going to sign and that,
3: your own jersey. <laughs> I want to oh, see this so bad.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, so, well, it's my jersey. It's got to be. If I want it signed, I got to be the one to sign it. Do I not? You're the only guy. Or do I take it to Gray Cup and just... Every time I meet a player, get him get him to sign it. You should wear
3: it every day of Grey Cup and then frame it after that.
1: oh, man, and not wash it. Yes, don't wash it. and then and then eventually, when we do open that case, you'll get drunk off the fumes. <laughs> a contact drunk, is that a thing? So in there. <laughs> we have
3: listened to as many episodes from the past as we could. Man, this show has changed a lot over the past nearly three years. What did you learn about yourself while tr- listening to two and out episodes from three years ago?
1: Uh that I need to learn how to bet with odds. <laughs> you do. Yeah, like, you know, there was no repercussions for you or John on It was that a no lose situation. <laughs> right? Like you guys were dumb to not take it, so you did. Um Jeez, what have I learned? Uh, you know that it, it's hard to be humble when you're perfect in every way. I just don't know if there was much to learn, Travis.
3: <laughs> I've learned that I've laughed. I laugh
1: way too much. I don't think you laugh enough. I, I
3: probably sound like a complete idiot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you sound like you smoke three packs a day sometimes when That's you laugh. That's true. That's true. <laughs> when you, the, you get the old Buck Martinez wheeze going, it's pretty good. That, that That's when you know that's when you know your joke was good. <laughs> so I have
3: separated the best of kind of into uh, segments, and i I've put them together and kind of like the identity of two and out of the past you know ninety eight episodes, nonsense,
1: food, mistakes. I, I just had a realization what that we shouldn't call this the best of episode. What should we call it? The greatest of episode, because it's episode 99.
3: The greatest of. The great one. The great episode.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I I think we're missing a big marketing opportunity here. We are. That's never been our strong suit, let's face it. (laughs) That's also fair.
3: (laughs) So wildlife, characters, singing, music, (laughs) screw-ups, that's what we're going to be playing over the next, I guess, half an hour i've got this file labeled as food i'm gonna play and let's just see what happens how does that sound
1: sounds perfect
3: well what is the worst thing you've ever left in your fridge Oh, once when I was
4: living with my buddy Andrew and Lloyd Minster, and I don't know whether it was my Superstore pre-roasted chicken or his Superstore pre-roasted chicken. Well,
3: I know Andrew, and I think it would be his. I think you would have eaten it all.
4: I pro- I do not leave chicken behind. You're right. <laughs> and all of a sudden, there's I went in the fridge, and we kind of had like our halves, right? Like he kind of half divided the fridge, and I said, "Okay, anything in the yep. middle, we can both eat." So one day, I'm cleaning up the fridge because I'm like, what is that funk? (laughs) And I swear to, like, this chicken came back to life as a reanimated zombie and kicked me in the face with (laughs) its pungent odor. I've never, like, I threw out the container it was in. I just told him, like, you can go buy some new Tupperware because that was, it still makes me cringe thinking of it.
3: For me, the worst thing was uh, taco meat. And I think it must have been (sighs) in the back corner of my fridge. uh, it might have been a year, but oh no, and do you ever it was just after college, and I remember taking it out of the fridge, and I'm like, I couldn't even tell what it was through the container, oh. and I'm like, <laughs> well, you can't just throw it out, you gotta smell it, oh, oh. that put me on my ass <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty bad, so uh, oh <laughs> a year. <laughs> Yeah, prob- <laughs> I, I, I can't believe it's taking me 30 episodes to say this, but what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> Dude, now, I do have to ask you, have you had any uh, leftover turkey poutine this week? Uh, no, I have not tried the turkey
4: poutine. However, Lacey made a turkey chowder. Chowder? A turkey chowder. Really? with bacon and corn and it's pretty top-notch i gotta say
3: that sounds awesome
4: i I typically like it when multiple animals die to make (laughs) one meal for me so this one involves you know both bacon and turkey so i feel pretty good about it
3: so do you like thanksgiving do you just skip turkey do you put ketchup on it
5: what do you do no no ketchup it's (laughs) salt just salt (laughs) (laughs) and just go to town and a little bit of cayenne pepper. I
3: like the sounds of that.
5: Yeah, it's a wonder that I have chest
2: pains every day.
5: (laughs) It's probably
3: really trippy for you listening because I'm laughing in the recording
1: and in real time. (laughs) I can't can't tell which one is you now and which one is the recording.
3: Dude, you... (laughs) I, I can't believe you don't like gravy, though.
1: I hate it with a passion. When did it start? I think when my grandpa tried to force feed it to me when I was, like, seven. What? Are you, like,
3: hold you <laughs> like down, I would... have some gravy, kid.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, literally. Um, so I was super picky as a kid. If it didn't look like a chicken nugget or fries, I wouldn't eat it, right? Right, right. And grandpa had moved to Lloyd, and I was going to his house after school every day because mom was working nights. And he made turkey, made a turkey one night, and we were gonna eat it like all week. And yeah, I wouldn't try the gravy, and so he's like, "Whatever, I'm not gonna push it." And uh, I had, he told me I had to go have a shower, and I said, "No." And so we got in a argument or whatever. And I'm seven. I'm I'm the big dog on campus, of right? Of course, yeah. And yeah, so grandpa's like you don't shower I'm gonna I'm gonna pour this gravy down your throat I'm like you would never and yeah he he grabbed a handful of gravy and (laughs) yeah and it was he stripped me down he stripped me down on the way to the bathroom with a handful of gravy in one hand and yeah threw me in the shower turned the shower on and reached his hand in and like yeah right in my face full of gravy (laughs) and ever since then it's, it's just I can't do it it all makes sense like I I don't mind stew. It's not my favorite because I know it's basically gravy. Right. But it's oh no. I uh, no. Just no. <laughs> so now 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 the whole hatred of poutine starting to make sense, right?
3: Yeah, it is actually. That's a traumatic experience.
1: Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and then like then like a week before that I had stuck my tongue to the doorknob at school Jeez. because I'd watched I'd watch Dumb and Dumber and thought my tongue would go that long, right?
3: <laughs> why Why does that appeal to you?
1: <laughs> well, because it was cool. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, like for like a, my tongue was like there was no skin on it or whatever on your tongue. So I didn't really want to eat anything. So that just added to it. Jeez. The salt was not good for my tongue.
3: No, that's salt in the wound. That's the definition of salt in the wound. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so the next file is labeled screw ups.
1: Oh, this is going to be long. I, the sad part I'm, I'm is. I'm sure that it's you're pre- missing one, though. It's pretty much all me. Okay, so do you remember the first getting waxed we ever did? How bad was it? I asked you if you were recording, and you're like, uh, yeah.
0: And I left and it you said in.
1: You, you said you were going to leave it in, but you never did. Ah because like it was like silent for like five seconds and i can hear you like (laughs) clicking a mouse to see if it was recording i'm like wait are are you going uh yeah i'm like oh okay so then we had to restart it (laughs) we're almost a professional podcast since those days (laughs) wow semi-pro (laughs) semi-pay all right here we go does this mean i have to start
4: researching Yes, I was too busy busy thinking of like the old-timey football call from like a
3: seven-to-five game,
4: and he's (laughs) back to punt. Oh, and the linebacker, running back, and kicker has kicked it through the end zone.
3: The reason I put this in is because he did never started researching. I love you, John, but you never started researching. (laughs) Let's continue.
4: It's a rouge, good old score, the Ottawa Renegades. Lead yeah. the Saskatchewan Rough Riders six to two a real yeah. Bond murder of the
3: ninety of the twenty-nine breakup. Yeah, so if I could change a rule it would make the Rouge worth two points. Well, this guy's gone now. I believe he's he's off the Hamilton, I believe. Sedu Junior Hydara <laughs> I hope I said it right. He was a receiver. Kito Pobla. Now some easy ones. Uh, Stefan Logan, <laughs> Tim Brown, Kevin Glenn, Curtis Jackson, Khalif Mitchell. <laughs> Still laughing at me.
4: I am. I'm sorry. I love it. I know your I know your pain, man. I do I do play by play of uh, the Saskatoon Hilltops and there's some young men with some good Ukrainian names around the province. I'll <laughs> tell you what. Oh, there are some, there are some, like, uh, <laughs> our safety and kicker are uh, Brett and Austin Theraronson.
3: But the first Whoa. time you look at Theraronson, you go, huh? Just support, the, just change the last name for cabbage rolls or pierogies and you're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. That does it for episode 34 of the Two and Out CFL podcast with John Fraser and Travis Kuk- what the hell? And you can't Travis. See your
5: own <laughs>
3: <name>. <laughs> I said my own name wrong. <laughs> I am about done with all of the criticism. This is criticism bad. bad. I'm of Drew embarrassed they said this. Uh, <laughs> I get that people question him as far as staying healthy, and that's completely fair. Uh, the bombers have had a tough time protecting him, and that is a that, that's a big thing. So this is probably the most embarrassing thing I've said on the show. I'm going to continue here. Obviously, but the people questioning his talent and not (laughs) thinking he's a number one quarterback, I don't get that. What?
1: What? You need to rewind that. (laughs) That's embarrassing. Like I think you need to. I need. I think you need to retranscribe that and just say it now, because <laughs> I I couldn't pick it up because you were laughing too much. Now, oh, okay. Well, I I said that the people
3: that said Drew Willie is not a number one quarterback need to knock it off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, that is by, hands down the worst thing you've ever said.
3: <laughs> it's, it's completely like. <laughs> what happened to me
1: like when you used to tell john that you were just laying in bed in your boxers (laughs) like that was a pretty bad visual i was like oh travis don't say that and now you say this yeah forget it man that that boxer thing doesn't even doesn't even come close (laughs) okay so music
3: is a big part of our lives we have brought it to the podcast we do the musical picks we've done a pile of singing too much to the dismay of people so if you don't like hearing fraser and Curra singing this is not the segment for you now if i do this at karaoke i'm usually about seven or eight pilsners deep <laughs> i am no pilsners deep <laughs> well let's
4: hope let's hope our listening audience uh, maybe has at least had uh, a labat blue or uh, or a great western or something
1: <laughs> labat right. blue
3: these eyes <laughs> Are crying. These eyes have seen, seen another another love, love, but they're never, never gonna, gonna see, see another, another one like ahead with you. you. Was it better or worse when Fraser joined in?
1: Worse, hands down. <laughs> <laughs> love, love the guy to death, but holy crap, you Hamilton can't the at
3: Montreal. Tune. Uh I think we just got to play the song because nobody's beat Hamilton at Tim Hortons Field yet, right? Nope. play it. Play it. Tabby's we're taking you yeah, Thursday, Thursday night here. football. No,
4: no, no discussion.
3: And uh, Mosca will have his number retired uh, Thursday night football. So that's going to be cool to see that happen as well.
4: <laughs> wait, wait, wait a minute. Does this does this mean if you're picking the Eskimos that that we get to? <gasps> We're singing
3: fight, 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 fight on, Eskimos. on Eskimos. Hearing fight, fight, fight on, on Eskimos. Eskimos. <laughs> Did you see the song that uh, my wife wrote over the weekend on Twitter? No, she wrote a song. I just have to get the lyrics. Now this, she is an Eskimo fan. Yes, and uh, she was depressed watching the game, and she wasn't happy. There was
5: probably chores that you had to do that you were refusing to do. That's yeah, every day. That's basically what happened. She wrote that's the marriage. lyrics
3: to this. I'm dreaming of a white playoff. A game where you can't see the ball. <laughs> Where's the first down marker? Who knows? You're going to lose this ball game, Eskimos. <laughs>
5: Oh, like, the tenors might have to go with them. That's call. my audition
3: for the 105th Grey Cup National Anthem. <laughs> I'm doing it. Well, I did not do that at all.
1: Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, when John tries to sing, he doesn't know half the lyrics. That's the problem, especially with and, the Eskimo and, fight song. And his favorite band of all time is the Foo Fighters. On rock band, he doesn't know the rhythm of the the, the song to, to sing the lyrics to. Are you saying
3: there's a person on this earth that has less rhythm than me?
1: Well, I know it's not me because you saw me at John's wedding. No, you. you I can was move. full of the rhythm. You can move. Yeah. You can two step a storm. You're a beast. That that was also five years ago. That was that was young, skinny Tyrell. Have you had nobody, no dancing partners since then? Uh, probably, yeah, not a lot.
3: I think that is a hidden skill of yours that you really need to utilize, man.
1: It, it's really hard to dance. Like, well, okay, I guess last time I two-stepped at the bar, I went home with who ended up being my ex-girlfriend. Oh, so it worked. Yeah, to a extent. Um, but it's really hard to dance when you're sitting at the VLTs. <laughs> That's true. That's and now that ezzy's is closed, I mean, what's a guy do?
3: Yeah, what does a guy do? The, the next file is named Characters. Oh, good. Let's see what happens. I know none of this is me. <laughs> you have to wonder, what happens if these
4: guys start losing your stuff? Or what happens if they get banged up? So for me, if Saskatchewan stays healthy... They're in contention to win the win the West if they suffer an injury to or to...
3: Hey, that was a screw up too. <laughs> oh man! To well,
4: win I'll the
0: West,
3: this one down. That was back in 2015. That was not a good year.
4: <laughs> <laughs> they could very this could very well be a disastrous season of Greg Marshall proportions
3: uh, in Ryderville. aka Sergeant Slaughter. Doesn't he look <laughs> he like, doesn't like
0: the sergeant? it up, you puke.
3: So,
4: so if they go through another year like that, is uh, old Grandpa Ken Miller sitting around someplace to see does old oh, Grandpa Ken's gonna come back and fix this football team?
3: By the way, he looks like classy Freddie Blassie. So, uh...
4: <laughs> More old school like
3: Sergeant Slaughter and Freddie Blassie uh, running the Saskatchewan Roughriders.
2: I tell you what, you're Louis Pesaglia. you've had a great run. But it's time for you to retire. <laughs> On this day of my daughter's wedding, today is the day that
4: you retire from football, Louis Pisseguin. That's how it happened. <laughs> how else does a man with a single bar helmet and a great duster go into retirement? It's when the Godfather tells you to.
3: Let's go to earlier today. Jim, Uh, you, you made that trade last year. Uh. <laughs> you, you ended up trading the number one overall pick for Drew Willey, and now the new regime in Toronto has sent him packing.
2: Well, you know, <laughs> I just like Drew. The us of his name right now, Travis. Travis Brandon.
5: Travis? Travis? Is it Travis?
2: That, that,
3: uh, yes, yes, that's my name. Mm,
2: okay, Travis. The
3: us of his name. Drew Willy, it makes me happy to say it. You're right.
2: It sounds like it's too much. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and that angry elk is the perfect segue into the next file lab- labeled "Angry Elk." Now, the interesting part <laughs> about this. So the angry elk made its debut probably, ooh, five episode, five six months after episode one, which yeah. Is absolutely incredible considering what the show became.
1: <laughs> I, I don't know Basi- how. Basically, a dumbed down version of Jerry Springer.
3: <laughs> and in the first time it happened, the elk was called the. Comedy goalie. Let's see what happens. We're hoping uh, for the crossover in the two and out CFL podcast fantasy league. I don't know if <laughs> <laughs> we can make it happen, but there's some trash talk <laughs> on our Twitter account uh, Tuesday, and we can't really say anything back. Like, uh, uh, nope. Blair nope, Blair <laughs> asked when do the playoffs start, and I'm not sure that you really care because you're not going to make it, and then. <laughs> <laughs> just just, just send me your mailing address for your
4: uh, Tim's uh, Donuts. That's all
3: I want. Yeah. Like... <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, we're going to... C- the comedy goalie censored that one. We had to censor it. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> we got a tweet when I sent out the angry elk, and uh, maybe it's not so angry. It's more... Uh...
4: Um. <laughs> oh it it, 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 w- it wants to uh it wants to make the special times with a lady elk <laughs> you, know, you know you know you know i'm part italian normally you uh, grease your hair back real nice bring out some gold change and say hey ladies hey leave your and, chest hair m- out. come and come and make of the make of the special times with the man and the elk just makes its noise <laughs> <laughs> but how, music- how else do you fix it trap how else do you fix it there's nothing we can do as fans other than stop putting our dollars where our mouth is. You put but a good product. You put a good product. Winnipeg finishes at 500 next year. I'll buy a brand new jersey from the team store.
1: Did that ever happen? Eleven and seven. Was there a new jersey bought? No. Oh. <laughs> I texted him earlier this week and said you owe us a Bombers jersey. And his reply was how much for the Walby jersey? And I said, You can't afford it. <laughs> that is awesome. And I told him you said team store.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's see where this rant goes. Support your team or not, I, I don't think if you stop going that it's just suddenly gonna make them better. The message has to be sent that people are sick with
4: this. And I think it's finally being done in Winnipeg. I could, you know what? I could close my eyes and just tell you Matt Nichols' stat line. He's going to be 50% completion, under 300 yeah. yards, with as many interceptions as he does touchdowns. Oh, wait, look at this. 17-26, 282, two touchdowns, two picks. Uh, uh, I know I'm going to get blasted on Twitter again, but at this point I, don't, I really don't give a damn. They, I was suck, they suck, and I'm beyond frustrated. How, how in a nine-team <laughs> league, how the hell in a nine-team league you make the playoffs once in five years? Explain that to me. The only reason you made it to the Grey Cup in 2011 is because Hamilton was too damn cold when they got to Winnipeg. Like, this organization has been a complete and utter gong show, and I'm surprised anybody shows up at Investors Group Field. Anybody. <laughs> If you know what, if they were still back at the old stadium, they would have had eight people at that game.
1: <laughs> eight people.
3: <laughs> Fraser, is an, Fraser is an angry man.
1: Yeah, like I, I, I have my moments at work where you know I'll I'll yell and scream at nobody in particular and just be mad at the situation. But holy crap, <laughs> we're not done. <laughs> they don't deserve they don't deserve people to buy tickets till
4: they get their <laughs> together. <laughs> now that is a red. It's because every Winnipeg fan and every Winnipeg player and everybody that has to do with the Blue Bombers right now has seen the <laughs> before. They walk in to no matter where they're playing, whether it's an Investors Group Field, whether it's a, a, a road stadium, no matter where it is, and it's the exact same thing. They're down early at halftime, so of course the players aren't going to have any emotion Because it's, it's, it's a matter of going, oh, here we go again It's the same thing that I'm feeling And you know what, before we get into the stats I'm just going to let you hammer through the stats Because I am officially, Travis I'm not kidding After that game, I was out of town One of the first things I did yesterday I Unpacked the van, got everything unloaded here from the house I took every piece of Bombers gear I have And I put it in a box And I put it in the basement I'm just done as a fan, i'm done. i've seen it. you're right. they're not playing with emotion. the the team is is, is rotten to its core. they're just it's the same movie i've seen over and over and over again. down 20 to 7 at halftime then you give up 16 points in the third quarter and oh, you scored 15 in garbage time. who cares? i mean, it's just i'm just i'm done. i'm i'm exhausted being their fan and i can't i can't do it anymore. i legitimately cannot do it anymore. And I, I put I put my stuff in a box. It's in my basement. And I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I I don't know. I might just stay down there.
3: And this is why I said your man card is getting revoked.
4: <laughs> you, you know what? I'm one of these guys that's a fan of the league now. I don't, like... I'm not switching teams. I just... I enjoy watching CFL football. I do. I enjoy doing this podcast with you. I enjoy doing fantasy. I enjoy a lot of things at the CFL game. I enjoy Grey Cups. I just... I I just I just I just can't do it. I can't be a fan of theirs anymore.
3: How many lies were in that last rant? All of them. I enjoy doing this podcast with you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well let's not crap on the guy. Come on. Hey, I'm not crapping on him. <laughs>
3: but we do know that the bomber stuff never ended up in a box and it was revealed on a later episode. <laughs> yeah, the,
1: the the grand reveal. <laughs> Like, granted, the Oilers are another dumpster fire this year. Hey, that's true. Yeah, and you know, I haven't. I've watched uh, maybe two full periods and an overtime since the end of January. But I'm not putting my stuff in a box and throwing it in the basement. You know why? <laughs> because I already am in the basement, so my stuff is already down there. <laughs> so, but I'm really regretting the $500 I spent on the Oilers at the Oilers store last spring.
3: Yeah. I don't blame you, man. There was hope at well, that time.
1: Yeah, hope hope sprung eternal, and then I spent another $500 on Jay's stuff this spring. So oh. I'm really hoping that that doesn't backfire, That's too. Not but, be,
3: it might be a good investment in, like, four years, but
1: not this year. Yeah, it's like Bitcoin, right? It's, it's only going to go up.
3: <laughs> yeah, 15 years ago. Uh, <laughs> so the next file is labeled Guests. We've had some pretty cool guests on this show. Murray McCormick, uh, Rod Peterson, but the ones in this file, in order of appearance, Jamie Thomas, Derek Taylor of TSN, Steve Morley, former Winnipeg Blue Bomber, Len Rhodes, the uh, CEO of the Eskimos, Derek Taylor from TSN again, Rod Smith from TSN, and Chris Best, former Saskatchewan Rough Rider.
4: It's not easy. I mean, I've been a league champion, though. I'm just throwing it out there. (laughs) That's all that matters. And you should talk about it.
2: If all you need champion, is one. You should always bring it up. That's all that matters. It's, I need, I need even, the belt. That's right. <laughs> you shouldn't even ask people how their kids are or how their life is going. Should, did I mention the Fantasy Football Champion? <laughs> it's, all, it's all about you. Did I tell you how I did it? I was so dominant. <laughs>
0: the league wants
2: me out this year because I'm so good. That's <laughs> <laughs> There's no reason to talk about anything else. Who cares? Oh, your mom's sick? That's too bad. But I'm fantasy. We'll get to her later. <laughs> Jamie
3: Thomas was a great first guest, but uh, technically not the first guest. We had Joel Gasson. Uh, How did that work out? Oh, It didn't work out. He's he, <laughs> been on the show after this incident, but he... He's currently with 3 Down Nation. He was with uh, 980CGME in Regina before. And I thought I recorded the whole thing. None of it survived. We had nothing. And that's the only time I've ever lost a podcast file. Everything that's been recorded ended up making it out there. Except for that one. And I don't (laughs) think he was very
1: happy. I don't blame him, but... (laughs) There's probably just pure gold in that, too.
3: Yeah, you know what? It was probably the best thing we've ever done.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. And nobody will ever know. (laughs)
3: <laughs> Let's talk to Derek Taylor, who this was his first appearance on the show. I think he's been on three times.
4: Speaking of heartbreak, I know I speak for Travis on this one, but not me, as I've been gleefully trying not to smile during my sportscast when I say <laughs> the 0 and 5 Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Uh, they are in Edmonton this week. I think all three of us can agree we're probably not going to see Kevin Glenn. Uh, Derek, what's your pick there? I, I, if, if, if you pick Saskatchewan, I think your Manitoba card's revoked.
2: Just to confirm, the riders are zero and five. Is that right? Zero and five. Yeah. Zero oh, and five. <laughs> five. <Is>
4: Travis, <laughs> our numbers right here.
2: Yeah. Is that correct? You're correct. Okay. Oh my gosh! If you're if you uh, if you win in this city, you're, you're a king. You can do whatever you want. You can go in the restaurants and get free meals. It's it's just amazing the way these uh, the fans are when you're winning. But uh, when you lose, it gets uh, really ugly.
4: Uh, are we talking more than Chicken Chef and Garbanzo's Pizza, or uh, you know some nice joints in the keg? Uh, yeah,
2: <laughs> well, like, you know, uh, nothing too nice. But uh, at the uh, at the keg, you can get uh, some free dessert stuff like that if you're doing. Wow, good.
3: that's awesome!
2: <laughs> uh, and rivalries is what drives uh, this. You know, the fact that you are a riders fan and i'm an eskimos fan we can both have a beer and joke about it one thing we have in common is we both love the game so whether you're an eskimos fan a red blacks fan or a fan of any other team uh, we welcome you here because that's half of the fun people teasing one another during the game and at the end of the day whatever the score is after the game is over you can go out and celebrate with a beer with that person
3: i was gonna ask how does it feel that you almost look like a distant relative of hank hill <laughs>
2: Which is awesome, right? <laughs> who does not want to I sell propane I should throw that line in there. I sell propane and propane accessories. <laughs> Bobby. God damn it, Bobby. I got propane in my urethra. <laughs> like it would be, uh, honest to goodness, I'm writing that down for future years that I look because yeah, my uh, my wife my wife saw that, right? And uh, You guys, uh, you guys can imagine, the first thing she said is, you have to get them to change that immediately. Like, (laughs) it makes you look fat. I kind of am, right? Like, so it, it was accurate. If not flattering, it was at least accurate. <laughs> I,
3: I, I wanted to ask about the panel. Is what we see on camera exactly what you see uh, behind the scenes? I'm really loving the new segues that you guys have before, uh, you know, halftime. They'll be sleeping yeah. or playing musical chairs. Yeah. Or... Well- this is the really cool thing. It's Rod Smith from TSN, and you ask him one question, and he will talk about thirty things that you did
1: not ask about.
3: <laughs> he's just the easiest guy to talk to ever,
1: and all he does is just invoice. Oh, just show up, show up, do his stuff, invoice, go home. Yeah, he's the man. I, I love is it. The man. best voice in Canada. He is the franchise at TSN.
0: Well, the thing is, a lot of that's unbeknownst to me. I mean, I'm supposed I want to do my stuff, and then I look at the monitor. You have a monitor right next to the camera, and you'll look off and see what's going on behind you. And sometimes I'm thinking online, like, what on earth are they doing? One time I think they were, I don't know if they were throwing paper airplanes at me. They were flicking something at me, and one just hit me in the back, just as I was thought. So, no, they're uh, they are clowns. I mean, <laughs> they are. They're funny guys, and they uh, the thing I like is uh, they can lighten it up. And, and all of them are good at it. And they're also very good at being edgy and opinionated, and they're also very well-informed. And I, 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 like the, uh, I like the opinions that they you know, people don't always agree, and, uh, you know, they're all from the offensive side of the football, so there might be defensive-minded uh, people or, you know, people that play defense in the CFL to think maybe there's a, you know, a, bit too, a bit of an imbalance there. Uh, you know, I've heard that opinion before, but I think these guys, they were very good at what they uh, did on the field yeah they certainly know they certainly know their craft and they bring that too but i i think hey this business i mean what you're doing now i mean it's uh it's about informing and entertaining and uh i think you can it's a balance and you can have too much of either to be yeah. honest with you i think sometimes if you if you aim to be just strictly informative, you can come off being dry, and people aren't paying attention to what you're doing. And obviously, you can't turn it into a three ring circus uh, as much as we've tried sometimes. But I mean, <laughs> uh, you know. But I, I like to have fun, and I also like to take the game seriously too. And I'll tell you, we've had times we planned out everything that we're going to talk about. Uh, I remember one show. It was actually, I think it was, uh, it was last year or the year before. I get some. No, it was two years ago. Was when. I think Zach Caleros got hurt uh, earlier in the season in his first in Hamilton. They were in Edmonton. We had everything planned out, all the roll-ins, like all the video you see, everything. Yeah. Uh, a lot of work went into this halftime show, and I think the last play of the half, Odell Willis, was a little late, in my opinion, and I love Odell. He was a little late on Caleros, and he, uh, he gave him a concussion. And a lot of people thought uh, it was just it was good, clean football. I mean, that's the kind of debate, and our panel was divided, too. Well, we scrapped everything. I mean, we saw, Claros okay, is down. They get him off the field. Yeah. That's yeah. a real game changer. And uh, and uh, we scrapped every single thing we were going to do at that halftime show, and it turned into a big debate. And it was pretty heated argument. And yeah. it was re- I mean, the, the the opinions, I mean, the guys don't hate each other, obviously, but they will argue their point. And yeah. it's kind of neat to have a front row seat to that. You just tee them up and sit back and listen to this, this fight go on. Um, but they both both sides felt really passionate about it. And that was good. I thought it was. I thought it was good TV, uh, probably because they didn't agree. I mean, you can't disagree uh, just for the heck of it. I mean, you have to have conviction. You have to. You have to believe what Is you're this saying still the same answer to out. the question? Good reasons to back it up, but just an example of that. I, you know what? I can't remember what you originally asked me. I, I have this bad habit of wandering <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> Any producer works with me. <laughs> Sorry, can I have the original question?
3: And that's exactly what you said, didn't <laughs> he? <laughs> it
0: hey, was ing- I- incredible.
1: I started picking my nails it's like I, I totally thought you asked another question. I was like two in my nails, kinda of getting ready to wait for the next one and then he just kept going. But I mean, he's so easy to listen to, oh, it's hard yeah. to cut him off. If if
3: I don't know, if he could read nursery rhymes to me he's gotta put out an audio book. There's gotta be money in that.
1: You need to download the rubber boots podcast with James Duffy. Yes. And there is a lot of Rod Smith in it. Perfect. And it it is glorious. I'll
3: be into that uh, right away here.
4: Chris, I get to the opportunity to go on the road with uh, the junior football team here, the Saskatoon Hilltops. I do their play-by-play, and I know that road trips can be a lot of fun. Uh, but where is your favorite place to go, and uh, what's your favorite thing to eat on the
0: road? Ooh,
2: um, there's a couple contenders there. Uh, we we haven't been able to do it anymore because it's closed, but in Vancouver, uh, this tradition that got passed down to me from the guys I played with when I was a rookie, it was an Ottawa Renegade tradition that got brought to the riders. It was called the Tour de Fat in, okay. the, in Vancouver, <laughs> and it was uh, all-you-can-eat sushi, followed by a really big <laughs> cupcake, followed by uh, a big milkshake.
1: And, uh...
3: <laughs> Chris Best was great. He ended up, uh, I guess, retiring last year, and he does take part in the post-game show on 620 CKRM, but uh, all the guests we've had on over the years have all been awesome. It's really cool to be a part of this league, and maybe it's because most of them are Canadian, and I think Canadians are just pretty cool. Yeah, I'd say we're okay. Yeah, I'd say we are. This is the moment Minus. I've been waiting to play. So,
1: <clears throat> Oh, I know what this is, I'm pretty sure. Yes, the... Is it a phone call?
3: No, the title here is the Brazilian Thai Saga. Oh, oh, good. So it basically (laughs) takes you through everything. Starting from
1: the beginning. Here we go.
3: Anton Pruneau, he's a linebacker for the Red Blacks, says that they'll win 12 games this year. In the East, anything
4: is possible, as Kevin Garnett would say.
3: You think they can... uh, Multiply their win total by six from last year? I think so. we bringing Tyrell into the league, and my reasoning, he did didn't—he left us a three-star review on iTunes,
1: but... By accident. But,
3: <laughs> last episode, you said that it's possible that the Red Blacks could win 12 games?
1: Uh,
4: <laughs> yeah.
3: He said if the Red Blacks win 12 games he will get a full Brazilian wax.
4: <laughs> I suddenly just became the world's biggest Red Blacks fan. <laughs>
3: So he is in the league only to keep tabs on this. All right. I like that. This is if going they at- win 12 games this season. Great cup, Winnipeg. It's happening. He's w- getting that full wax.
4: I wouldn't want to see him jump on a plane and move to Uranium City after the Red Blacks win their 11th or anything like that. So <laughs> I said the Ottawa Red Blacks have the potential to win 12 games this year. You scoffed. You tweeted us. You messaged us. You looked us up on Facebook and you said, Listen. If they win twelve games, I'll get myself a Brazilian. They're four and two. How are you feeling right now?
1: Um scared. <laughs> 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 they're on they're on pace for exactly twelve wins right now. But I looked at the schedule and they have two they got way too many games against Toronto and Hamilton left to even worry about it, I think. But Stranger things have happened.
3: I, I really don't know <laughs> what a Brazilian entails because I really don't know anything about that. Oh, I,
1: oh. This, song, this one's so bad.
3: Like, <laughs> <laughs> like if you look at me, I don't think I've ever seen a strip of wax or a razor in my entire life. So,
1: uh, <laughs> other than your shins,
3: yeah, I had my legs waxed for telemiracle. Whoop whoop!
5: Bring those phones. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you no, know, a uh, Br- uh, Brazilian, huh? Uh, let's just say everything from uh, the top of the knees up, and everything from the waistline down,
1: <laughs> front and back. Um,
3: what and back? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Now, uh, what package do you recommend that we get for Mr. Tyrell here?
5: Well, if you lost the bet, I'd say you better get the whole package.
3: Now, what does that that entail?
5: Okay, let me just get a little... Paper out here, okay. So, Deluxe Man Zone includes the front, the shop, the scrotum, the perineum, the bikini area, which is the
1: <laughs>
3: There were some parts in there I didn't know what they were.
1: <laughs> I knew what they all were, and every time she listed one off, I was like, ow, ow, ow. Let's keep going.
5: And the sheet. Oh, yeah. So, it's the whole nine yards. <laughs>
3: Well, Hello. thanks for taking the time to come on. Are you? Do you have any appointments open November twenty sixth?
5: November twenty sixth. It's
3: a it's Thursday. A, it's a Thursday.
5: I'm in on Thursdays. Yeah,
3: you betcha. <laughs> I have uh, went to the bullpen. Joe Pritchard from CFLPass.ca and the Rouge White and Blue CFL podcast is there. How you doing, my friend?
5: Oh, I'm doing just fine. How about yourself?
3: I I'm good. So before we get started, uh, I guess I met you for the first time. At uh, the Grey Cup in Winnipeg, and of course, I was. <laughs> let's let's just say Thursday night, I was not uh, all there uh, because of some certain beverages, and it took me a while to realize that. Hey, that's USFL
5: Tecmo. <laughs> that yes, yes, I, that was a great night. Uh, met a whole bunch of people that night and the night after. And I learned a very valuable life lesson that night. Too.
3: About the gray cop, or just life in general.
5: <laughs> I would say, Greg, you can apply this to both. Okay, okay. But that was the that was the day of a famous um, Brazilian. Oh. <laughs> and Ty had Ty. I met him later that night, and unfortunately, was not able to. We were dealing with um, things to do with the CFL fan Fights cancer event, so yeah. we could not. Uh, uh, Get involved with uh, your guys is fun.
3: Oh, uh, fun. I don't know if you wanted to <laughs> Not,
5: I don't think so either. But it was really interesting to hear that whole thing get happen all year. But we met him. We met a, We met you two later that night, and I had finally. De- I decided to call it a night. It was like okay, I'm done. I'm fine. <laughs> he walks up to me and goes, Yeah, you're you're. You don't have a beer. You need one. <laughs> I decided that was a good idea. Uh, I suffered for that. Let's put it that way. So I made myself a pact never to take advice from a guy that has gotten a Brazilian the same day.
3: I like that. <laughs> that, that is some good advice, man. <laughs> One more note from the high school reunion. I graduated with Brazilian tie. He was not there. <laughs> but let me tell you this. The whole grad class... It's like, where are you now kind of thing. Hey, I'm doing radio in Red Deer, Alberta. And everyone's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's Brazilian Thai? Getting Manzillions in Winnipeg, Manitoba. (laughs) (laughs) So I had so much fun telling that story to everybody. And uh, everybody is judging him, whether he knows it or not, really hard right now. And that was my goal. So (laughs) it is almost three years, two and a half, basically, after... The wax happened. Do you regret any of it? Would you do it again? What would you change?
1: I would do it all over again in a heartbeat. You would? Well, if it's done the same way we did it in Winnipeg, yes. The horror stories that she told about people actually using wax and strips, there's no way I'm doing that.
3: (laughs) So it it was not a bad experience. It was better than you thought it would be.
1: Oh, man, it was a little bit of discomfort. Nothing really hurt except for, like, a couple areas. But I, I still think the best part was when she had to do my butt. I think that was
3: my favorite part. <laughs>
1: oh, Travis,
3: no. He had to roll on his side and pull his left knee to his chest. <laughs> Have you ever you been had a more front vulnerable? Row, you had a front row seat. <laughs> Have you ever been more vulnerable
1: in your life? I don't think so. <laughs> like, oh, boy. And, and I love how your wife sat in the corner and covered her eyes the whole time. Yeah. I, <laughs> like, I why d- wouldn't you, you just her. go out in the lobby? <laughs> <So> the <next laughs> Not like she one... would have seen anything.
3: <laughs> and the last one is labeled random moments. And I think we've made a point to involve our lives in this podcast and involve Mm -hmm. everything in this podcast. And there's a little bit of everything during this final segment for the best of 2 and Out. Now, before the next news item, I uh, do have to mention that the 2 and Out studio for me has moved to uh, my apartment today. And yes, they are testing some fire alarms sometime this morning. <laughs> <laughs> so if you hear uh, a fire alarm going off in the background, don't worry, I'm not in danger.
4: So you're not, it's not like you're actually, here, I, I, if I heard a fire alarm, I'd be like, dude, st- I can I can <laughs> handle this, get the hell out of the building, instead, oh, okay, I won't be, when I start hearing the screaming, then maybe I'll be concerned.
3: So uh, I do enjoy doing the show in my underwear, in my bed, though, like, this is great. <laughs> uh. <laughs>
4: It's a visual nobody wants.
3: <laughs> the story is, uh, John gave me the heads up yesterday uh, saying that he's got to do, you know, some stuff with the U of S Huskies. And then he said he has uh, hilltops practice. So this afternoon, John sends me a, a text. And tell me what you think of this Brazilian tie. Uh, it says, uh, I still don't have to or I don't have to go to practice. Oh, my God. Ah! <laughs> okay, so I missed a part of this text message. Uh, it's, it says, I won't be at practice tonight, but I still can't do two and out. So I called him a super nasty name that I can't repeat on the podcast.
5: I can just imagine what
2: that name <laughs> was.
3: And then he said, Lacey's water broke this morning. Now I'm at home waiting for labor to start. Now I feel like a jerk. <laughs> now, uh, so the social is described as, I guess, the Canadian version of the View, and that's my the best co- way to describe it. Yeah. My question to you, John: If that's the case, why didn't they hire us? Right, and maybe we should be
4: guest hosts of the social, <laughs> oh my God. and we can talk about things like my son and your.
3: You don't think we would have been good guest hosts of that show?
1: Let's just say that we're not made for tv yeah that's true i, I totally agree <laughs> with you for
4: engagement you know, like, I, I can't I, I compete with a, the I looks of kate mckenna here hey you know we're gonna give football audiences a taste of the social let's give social audiences a taste of
3: football yeah, that's basically exactly what Stephen uh, Shoot ended up tweeting us on Twitter. <laughs> at Stephen says he says, "So the social will be at the Grey Cup. Will they bring the two and out CFL boys to talk babies, engagements, and anger management? Let's tell that full story because you got out to relieve yourself, <laughs> and then that's like right. a park ranger pulls up. <laughs> no, no, no. That was the
4: RCMP that pulled up. It was oh. a park ranger." <laughs> So that was, a th- nah, I, I, it's funny, I'd actually forgotten that. So so he comes over to the two of us. I see him coming. So I quickly zip my pants up and I cut it off <laughs> midstream. And, and he goes, oh. Uh, that, hey, that's impressive that, that he's me? able to and do that. Like We're just on our way to Vancouver. The co-, And I'm like, uh, the Coca-Cola was a mess. I just need to calm my nerves. And he's like, oh, okay, well, have a great day. See you later. And as soon as he leaves sight, <laughs> boom, right back to it.
3: I don't know. Anybody that's Facebook friends with uh, Brazilian Thai, I don't know, man. I saw hashtag Gray Cup romance on there. Uh, Ooh, I'm still looking at it. It's it's a picture of a Brazilian tie. I don't know where it is. Looks like some back room at the after party.
1: <laughs> what you is made the... you made that sound a hundred times worse than it was. I, I
3: totally did.
1: Let's keep going.
3: <laughs> and uh, some guy uh, actually, it looks like Chris Williams. Now I don't know if that's Chris Williams from the Ottawa Red Blacks. Uh, but it says, <laughs> aw, and then under that <laughs> hashtag, Grey Cup romance." So,
1: spill the beans. There's nothing to spill. I hate to put you on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, did we get the number of that bus that Travis just threw you under? <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Well, let's see. Her dad is in the military. Oh, so he could he could. I forgot slow, that. Slower, or make my life a living hell. So
3: you should just be saying nice things from here on out.
1: Yeah, because, you know, Grey Cup isn't in Edmonton or anything this year. Uh-oh. Oh,
3: (laughs) Oh, man. Let's keep going. (laughs) That was one of those unique situations, because when you meet that special someone, you don't usually meet the dad right away. Usually it's maybe a couple weeks kind of thing, but you you were put in that uncomfortable situation pretty much instantly.
1: (laughs) Well, I went to... Andrew from Empire came and grabbed me, because we went up to the front of the stage, and that would have been Friday night, I believe, and we had to go and watch the end of the show, so I walked back to the end of the dance floor to say bye to basically her parents, (laughs) and her dad shakes my hand, and... sorry. (laughs) Pulls me in close, and he's like, you better get her number now before I change my mind. (laughs) Wow! You
3: were in with the dad before her? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) One more note before we wrap this surprise episode up. Uh, I saw the update, the development update from Canuck Play on the CFL video game. Now, I'm going to support these guys uh, as long as I can because they are doing this game... Properly and uh, the way they they released it earlier today that they've come up with uh, the way to score in the video game and mm-hmm. you can get a rouge. <laughs>
4: so, so I just I, want I, I just want to see a tech demo where I can just punt where we could just play a game where you have to punt every every point through the
3: end zone. <laughs> well, I tweeted it out. I uh, I am going to purposely go to the Grey Cup and win with a rouge. <laughs> because, <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't wait That would be uh, And our friend Joe Pritchard at CFLpass.ca Also did a, uh, a piece on going uh, worst to first And a lot <laughs> Smoke alarm Smoke alarm <laughs> Blowing
4: stuff up because my barbecue's on outside Oh <laughs> Alright Hey what are you making on the barbecue? <laughs> Uh, just uh, We're going to do a
3: little steak sandwich tonight. Nice. That's That sounds awesome. But <laughs> I'm drooling now, man. <laughs> hey, I started my day by putting both pant legs on at the same time, so that did shows you, how awesome Did you fall over in comical fashion? No, I kind of cheated. I sat down on the bed and put my uh, legs in at the same time. Oh, <laughs> do you, you, you sit down to put your pants on? Well, so I can get both legs on at the same time,
4: yeah. So, wait, you are in that much of a rush in the morning that you sit down and you throw on both pant legs. Do you, like, get up and do a high kick and go, I'm ready for the day. I put on my pants and record time. Do you time yourself when you put your pants on? I feel like this is something you would
3: do. No, it's just laziness. I sit down to pee. I sit down to.
4: Wait, 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 wait. Go back to that last one. You what? I sit down to pee. And I thought me having baths was a bad thing.
3: Hey, I have baths too, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all of the above. If I can do it sitting down, I will do it. Ooh. <laughs> well, I've seen a Brazilian Ties work with Excel spreadsheets. If he could stay off the whiskey, <laughs> Brazilian tie <laughs> might be a legitimate candidate for the Toronto Argonauts. It, don't you think he would sell tickets? Oh, absolutely. If we don't win six games, the last game of the season at BMO Field, I am going to wax everything. <laughs> at center field. <laughs> you can watch it all. I need to tell you something right now. Uh, it's about 28 degrees in Red Deer. Okay. And I'm in the second bedroom right now. And oh, man, I'm just wearing some gitch right now. And it <laughs> is, I'm telling you. About you sound so dejected. I'm pouring sweat,
1: so I'm struggling. Here. <laughs> I sound dejected. Yeah, you're like, oh man, it's like 28 degrees. I
3: am dejected in this episode, <laughs> man. I'm just
1: wearing. I'm just wearing some gitch. <laughs> There's only about a minute left. <laughs> <laughs> I
4: couldn't tell you're going to leave this on the recording. <laughs> I don't even know if we're going to edit this
3: out. That's the best part. I, I am not productive in the morning at anything.
1: Um, I, I can be productive at drinking in the morning, and that's about it. When when I'm not working, when I'm not working, if my boss is listening.
3: <laughs> I can sleep in the bathtub in the morning, and that's about it.
1: That's not safe, Travis.
3: Yes, it is. This, this is what I use the bathtub for. I set my alarm.
1: Nah, we don't need to know this.
3: I set my alarm <laughs> for... <laughs> An hour before I need to be out of the shower, so I run the water, I set my alarm on my phone, and I go back to sleep in the bathtub. And I wake up, and I'm clean.
1: (laughs) That is so weird. You and John are the only two grown-ass males I know that have baths. Oh, come on. What's wrong with a bath? I'm too lazy to stand. When I'm sick, yeah, okay. But... No. You're telling me you don't
3: run yourself a nice bubble bath and, and uh, read Fifty Shades of Grey in the bathtub?
1: Ooh, Mr. Grey will see you now. <laughs> um... <laughs> you know way too much about Fifty Shades, man. I, I don't know what you're talking about.
3: <laughs> that is episode 99, the best... Worst, greatest of two and out. I, I don't know what we want to call it. Are we going to call it the greatest?
1: Um, that That's a big... It's a big... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Adjective? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a big describing word. <laughs> um, that's a lot to live up to to call it the greatest.
3: That's true.
1: That's like, true. Uh, mind you, the entire... Brazilian saga probably puts us up there.
3: Yeah, that is good. Let's just hope it's not all downhill from here, buddy.
1: Well, I'll be 30 in August and after that we both know it will be. <laughs> the
3: next one is episode 100. Rate, review, subscribe on iTunes Brazilian Tie
0: Travis Kura talking to you soon. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.